Enlightened podcast with Michelle from Michelle Price, the Lightworker. So nice to be here again today. And this week, I'm going to be speaking to an amazing Lightworker from Western Australia. Her name is Kim Coulthard. So we'll get into that uh, very soon. Uh, Beck has other obligations this week. So it'll just be myself that's uh, doing this interview with Kim Coulthard. So um, thank you so much for joining me once again. I hope everyone's been um, in good spirits. We have, of course, um, in February, early February, come out of Mercury in retrograde and Venus in retrograde. So hopefully you all survived that okay. Messing around with relationships a little bit. So if you have been feeling a little bit out of sorts, you're not alone. Um, So definitely don't feel like you are alone. Now, the lady we're going to be speaking to today, Kim, um, is a yoga and meditation teacher. So she, um, I guess, you know, she does a little bit of life coaching. She has had that experience in the past as well. So uh, Kim has uh, very gratefully joined us from Western Australia and you will hear from her right now. So Kim, so nice to have you on the show. Um, Really appreciate you being here today. Thank you, Michelle. It's nice to be back together and cross the screen from each other again. So, yeah, yeah, thank you for having me. That's no problem. And when Kim says that, she means that we used to do mentorship together. Um, so yeah, we that's right. Weekly um, in groups and that sort of thing. So, uh, and I've worked for a lot of your, or spoken to a lot of your, you know, friends over there as well, which is really cool. So, um, yes, yeah, yeah that's yeah. good. Really appreciate it. So, Kim, we're coming together because um, this is Living Enlightened, the podcast, and What we want to do, I guess, is inspire people. You know, we want to sort of give people that, um, you know, little pieces of wisdom. And I feel like we all have that. I feel like everyone's got that, you know. Um, And it's like we just want to sort of figure it out. Um, So that's why I'm bringing different people on because I want to find out what your kind of wisdom is. You know, what's your wisdom? Let's put our heads together and, you know, see what we can do here. So um, I appreciate you being here. And um, I mentioned at the top um, before we came on um, that you are a yoga and a meditation teacher. But you know, mm. that's, I guess that's kind of a label and it doesn't always describe exactly who we are. So if you could just start off with, um, I guess, describing, you know, what you're doing, what your work is, um, and starting at that point for us, if possible. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, um, so yes, I teach yoga and I teach meditation because, you know, we all know that life's really busy and it's, it's really hard to stop that busyness. Um, and take that time to actually settle. Now, in the beginning, that might just be that we're going to calm the nervous system and we're going to move breath and energy through the body, which is so, so important. But it becomes deeper than that and it becomes where a lot of the intuition happens because you can't be intuitive and you can't connect with anything outside of yourself if you're so busy being in this busyness of the world. Yeah. You know, so I, so that's been sort of the later part of my journey. And in the beginning, you know, I started working with kids with disability and, you know, and I've been doing that disability mental health as well over the 15 years. And what I noticed was, and the reason why I think I enjoyed that work was those kids came without those expectations and they they didn't have a lot of filters so I enjoyed working with them at that really intuitive stage like Mm. you know that that, that I could read them and they could read me and then if that ever went missing and they were a little bit more heightened then the very first thing I did was sort of connect them back to their breath so for me it's about getting out of the head Mm. and into the heart 
and into that gut intuition, you know, Mm -hmm. and you hear that a lot is that, you know, you do have more than one intelligence. Intelligence just isn't in the brain. It does come from those gut instincts, you know, and often many people that I come across, they switched that off long ago. Mm-hmm. You know, the head will say one thing, the heart and the gut will say something else. So my question is, is why is it that we go with the head? You yeah. know, why is it that we've stopped our natural instinct to go with the gut? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I know that that's easier said than done. So that's where my love of yoga and meditation come into it because we remove all those obstacles, you know, and these people come into this room where I can create a safe place. They can let their guard down and they've given away, you know, they've already blocked out that 60 to 90 minutes of self-care and their time. Um, And that's the biggest obstacle is people still find it really hard to do that. Yeah, they are like you know, yeah, um, you know. So I've actually started a couple of early morning classes because I know when my children were young, the biggest obstacle was me was the kids. So I just went, you know what? I'll just go when the kids aren't even awake. That's it. You know, I'm going to make that time because if you wait to the end of the day, there's something bound to get into your way, or we allow something to get in our way. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's kind of what became me was. I truly believe in people and I just love humans and I love human behaviour. That's my main interest. And then I just had this innate, and I was like it from a young child, where I just believed in people. Mm. And even with people who were off, you know, what we would call off the rails and perhaps drugs and alcohol and things like that, there was something within me that looked at them that go, do you know what, you can do better than this. I mm. know that this is not you. So that's sort of what makes me joyful is having people come to me, you know, and I'm not the easiest person probably to work with because I do have really high expectations. I have really high expectations of myself and I also have high expectations of the people I work with simply because I believe in them Mm -hmm. and I believe in them when they may not believe in themselves. You see the potential. I absolutely see the potential and there's just nothing I'm not, I do respect and I have a family member with severe mental health issues and I understand the label and I accept the label, but I don't play to any label. Yeah. I just kind of say, you know, and, you know, and I don't know if I'm getting off track here, but, you know, myself, I have a label, you know, 19 years ago became very unwell didn't listen to my gut. I was smoking cigarettes. I was stressing about all the things I could not change. I was in my head and I became very, very ill. And they diagnosed me with multiple sclerosis. She whiz. Yeah. So the fact that I'm out there teaching yoga and I'm still to really extend, and this will be the very first time I kind of get to share that story because for my very first instinct, natural gut instinct was to put a wall up a wall up between the MS and me. Yeah. And then a lot of people said to me, you know, MS nurses and that, like, we don't feel like you've um, owned it. And I was like, why the hell would I own it? 
It's a lot. I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. That's it. And so but it's not the yeah, norm, so, Kim, is it? It's not the norm. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not the norm. So I think you're just ignoring strength. it. Yeah. yeah, it was that strength within me. My gut instinct says, don't own this, Kim. That's it. This is a label and you don't have to be it. Yes. Now, look, it. you know, my heart goes out to people who have conditions and it's completely out of the control and they're not well. I'm not saying, you know, I don't want to go down that path. Yeah. What I'm just saying is for me, 19 years down the track and I'm super healthy. Hey. However, I've done the medications, I've done the work, I've stopped the smoking. I've, you know, uh, I've done everything I need to do. I just only worried about the things that I could control. I took up yoga. So, you know, so that's it's kind, kind of, of a wake up call, from. do you feel? Like, do you feel like being oh, a specific Lord. wake up call? And oh, yes. I love and the I saying, that. I love the saying, play, pay attention to the prognosis, not, uh, sorry, the diagnosis, not the prognosis. I love that yes. saying, you know, it's like the diagnosis, yeah, cool, um, you know, and the prognosis can sometimes be really terrifying and it, it's, mm. it puts us into immediately into that state of fight or flight, the nervous system, everything. I mean, that's not going to be helpful. No. You know? and then what else happens, Michelle, is people start Googling stuff. You know, yeah. Google is Google a good doctor. thing, but it's also a very bad thing because I never Googled it once. I did not want any bar of it. I didn't even want to know, you know, what could happen because that also gets within your psyche. That's it. And then you start to be that. Yeah. You know, you don't want that's that. It. So that's where so that's where you've got the logical thinking brain who yep. wants to go, I need to know more about this. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, I'm just not a clever person. Like, I'm not logical. I'm um, gut. Mm. I go with my gut a lot of the time, you know. So I, uh, that's just how I was born. That's just how I've been sent here is very much the gut and the heart. Mm. So for me, when I have to think, I have to switch that over. Mm-hmm. So what I kind of help people do is go, do you know what, get out of the head. So I then try and help them become more the gut and the heart mm-hmm. rather than the logical brain. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Um, there's a couple of really key things that you said um, when I was listening there. And one of them is about, um, I really feel like we're here to kind of, um, as healers, save souls. And I think um, that's what I was sort of picking up when you said, I love humans and this and that. It's like, I feel like we're here to kind of, save souls might sound a bit dramatic, but it's like, I feel like, you know, yeah. shining a different way, you know, getting them out of that hole, yeah. that rut, that, you know, yeah. um, really dark place, whatever that is. It's like, I feel like we all have the ability to heal ourselves. You know, we all have yeah, everything absolutely. we need, like you said. So it's like there's never anyone that's too far gone, you know, whether it is mental yeah, health or physical condition. And you've proven that with the MS, you know, it's quite amazing. Yeah. Yep. So that's what yep. I sort of took out of that. And one of the things I wanted to go back to with the yoga is I almost feel like, you know, it's kind of like finding that inner peace. You know, that's, that's kind of what yes. yoga is for me. It's like we get so caught up in, you know, our head and life and worries and stress and the kids and they're doing this and whatever. And it's like relationship and that. And it's like, I feel like yoga is just that moment where you, uh, the outside world is kind of shut off and Mm -hmm. it's like almost connecting with that, that inner peace or inner sanctuary. And you're right. You know, you are taking the time out for yourself for the hour, hour and a half or whatever you're doing. And it's like, that's really, really powerful. And I think that, you know, that for me is like um, alignment. Mm. And it's really difficult if you're not in alignment. If you're in the past or the future, it's very difficult to have any clarity at all. 
Um, you know, and I find, and I don't know if this is what your students tell you, but I always find when I go into yoga um, and do a class that all the answers, everything that I've been looking for just appears. It's like the solutions to problems. Is this sort of what you are hearing? Yeah. 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 So that's right. Because you've quietened everything down. You've quietened that chitter chatter monkey mind. And a lot of people will say, you know, like even first timers will come and they go, oh, it just felt like coming home. Wow. Just felt like I was coming home. And that's because they're coming back to themselves. And that is home. Yeah. That is home. And that's, that's what we want. So the more often you can hit your mat and embed that feeling of coming home, peace, relaxation. And, of course, it might not happen in the first part of Shavasana. It might not happen in the warm-up. Mm-hmm. But I still don't really know after teaching yoga, you know, between two to five years now by the time I did my training, I still don't know anybody who has not had that feeling by the time they've left the class. Wow, that's profound. You know, so, yes, I've had people say, gee, Kim, it took me a long while today, but I got there, I finally got there. And my, my answer to that is, is imagine if you had walked in that door. Mm. You never would have got there because, you know, unless you're very strict, unless you're a regular meditator or a regular yogi. um, So for me too, because I do like that human behaviour side, it's about anchoring those feelings to your yoga mat. Yeah. You know, so as soon as you step onto your mat, you've anchored that feeling of, oh, this is my time. This is my time to get back within my body. Yep. to notice the breath move through my body, you know, and really that's energy, you know, like we're, we're so much more than just a body and breath. It's, it's energy and moving that stuck energy and also noticing the sensations that are happening within your body. Mm. So, you know, um, you know, how many people do you know go, gee, I, I sort of noticed yesterday I had a sore arm. I think I've had a sore arm for about three or four days. Yes. You know, oh, that, sad, that saddens me because mm. they haven't stopped long enough to feel the sensation that their body is trying to tell them, you have a sore arm. I need you to pay attention to mm-hmm. this sore arm now. Yep. Because then it develops so, into something more serious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you just keep going and then, you know, we've got this, this idea around you have to be tough, you have to push through, you know, the ads of Nurofen, you've got a cold, just soldier on. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and this is what you have to remember that all our children, this is going on all the time. This is coming within them all the time. This is what they're hearing and saying, Mm -hmm. Um, which is why now, you know, mindfulness is such a big thing because who even knows how to be mindful? Do you You even mindful? That's um, funny, just when you said that, I was thinking about children and when you said mindfulness, I was like, wow, you know, because I feel like the kids really nail this, you know, I feel like the kids are really like present and this, do you work with kids in your work? Do you like do yoga with the little ones or anything? Yeah, so yeah, at the school that I, I've just taken a little break from the school that I'm at, but absolutely, and my whole really role there was... um, it was a program called self-regulation, oh, no, um, zones of regulation. But really it was connecting the kids to their breath and to the feeling and sensation within their body because the other thing with children is, and, and it's something that I'll probably look towards in the future because I certainly know that 
little kids seem to have it. And then there's this point, and you can probably say the same, Michelle, when it comes to the intuition. You know, I know two of my kids saw, you know, such and such is here and, oh, I had a fairy and an angel visit mm-hmm. me in, in my bed. And then about sort of four or five, the, the talk of that goes away. Yeah. Somewhere along the line they get this face that goes, that is odd, <laughs> you know, or something happens and they stop talking about it. Yeah. So I feel a similar thing happens with, with kids is that we get to a point that becomes so external, all this information that they actually lose touch of, you know, and feelings is something we have to teach, mm. mm-hmm. you know, and I'm so against mm. that language of, gee, I think you're really anxious now or, gee, I hope you're not depressed, you know, like mm-hmm. the kids just don't have those feelings. We have to be very careful what we say. Whereas it might be, gee, I can see that you're, you know, a little confused about this situation or, you know, you're sad or angry. Mm. You know, you have to be very careful sort of telling kids how they feel because you're putting in words, you're labelling it for them and you might not, not be quite right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and I they believe that. You know, how do you, yeah, that's dead right. Well, then they start to label it. It's like saying two plus two is ten. Mm-hmm. You know, if you say that often enough, that's what they're going to believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, getting a good program or having a colour, you know, and, you know, and and letting the kids know it is absolutely okay to feel every single emotion. You know, like, you're going to be angry. There's times I get very angry and I'll kick and scream and carry, like, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. You know, the sun will still come up. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that's the suppression of it is where um, I think there's a lot of issues. So that's why I find yoga because, I mean, I know as an adult that if, uh, you know, if I don't go to a yoga class um, and I do, you know, yoga regularly, either at home or in um, a group, and if I haven't been, I do get a bit short and I do get a bit more reactive mm. and a bit triggered mm. and stuff and I kind of know mm. in myself yeah. that I need to do it, you know. So either meditation yeah. Yeah. or I just love yoga because it's like a movie meditation, you know. That's so dead I, I right. That's it, exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah, I find that that works for me. And yin especially, I love the uh, nervous system. Um, yeah. I find that very, very calming. Um, so, Kim, with the, um, you know, connecting with people because we're doing yoga and, and all of that, but also, you know, one of the things I notice whenever I do a yoga class is often the instructors um, in the classes that I really enjoy say things that just kind of really resonate with me mm-hmm. for that day. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. if that's something that you guys do in yoga school, but uh, I always find that I'm like, wow, mm. I just did this exercise or this is focusing on all hips and that's where I'm hurting at the moment mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm. It's like whichever class I show up to, it's, it's, it's relevant, you know, to whatever's yeah. going on. And the stuff they say is really mm. relevant. Um, so I find that that's very interesting, but it's kind of coming back to what you were saying before about, you know, seeing the potential within people and all this stuff. So I want to talk a bit about, I guess we talked about off air, whether it's like a coaching, cause I was sort of hearing coaching and I'm like, is it like coaching? What are we doing here? But I just want you to talk a bit about, you know, I guess that, you know, um, yeah. people don't know. A lot of people are like, I don't know what my purpose is. What's the point of this? Yeah. Why? So can you talk us around that a little bit? What do you sort of do with people? on Yeah, that? yeah. So look, I think that, you know, I think that is very individual to your yoga instructor. Some yeah. yoga instructors will, in, will really take that. Uh, for me, in between, before the yoga and all of that, I actually did coaching. So I did do life coaching. So mm-hmm. uh, that's embedded in all of pretty much what I do, even in my day-to-day conversations. But I um, have a theme, you know, I look, I think, 
you, you know, as yoga teachers, you can make it as challenging and as difficult as you want to. And I understand yoga teachers who would just go and just teach the asana. And I think it does depend on what type of yoga you teach. I'm yeah. Hatha trained. So with Hatha, it is all of it. So you have mm. the Yamas and the Nayamas and, you, you know, and it's all of it. So I have a theme per week. And it's really funny because, you know, you're turning up to your yoga classes because basically that's where the universe wants you to be. Yeah. And wow. funnily enough, your yoga teacher will always give you what you need. Yeah. And mm. that's why some, some yoga teachers aren't for everybody. And not everybody is my perfect student. You know, like we are all do things differently. But my theme for the last two weeks, and I've decided to keep this one for two weeks, was about following your unique path. Wow. So when we relate that to yoga, that means that when we move the body and the asana, it is going to look different for you and it will look different to me and it will look different to the person next to you. Right. So how do we do that? How do we follow our unique path and how do we move our unique breath and our unique body? And a week of that theme just wasn't enough. I had to do the two weeks because it resonated with so many people and it was about opening up to your unique path. Mm. In the busyness of this life, you know, what is it that you want? And at no point are we taking away from having to go to work because you need the money to pay the bills or whatever. That is fine. We've all had to do that. You know, it takes a long while to get into a position where you go, I'm absolutely doing what I love. Mm. So it's not like you're, you're not taking that away. We are going to honour the fact that you are doing those things. But if we were allowed to dream, like if we were really truly checked in with ourselves and noticed and really listened to what our unique path is, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And what's wow. one step that we can take towards that? Just one step. And for me, you know, it was the coaching and the yoga and the meditation and then it was working with you. That was just constant little steps. Yeah. Um, because the spirituality side for me has always been there. And then, as I say, the universe, you just popped up on Facebook one day and I was like, that's the lady I want to work with. I, you know, and then and how would I ever have found it? I have no clue. I'm in WA. You're the way yeah, or the way over there. Spirit uses but something technology. Aligned, something aligned and I was like, that's the person I want to work with. And then finally from that, I have just made so many friends. I have so many friends from within that group. Amazing. Um, yeah, and then some of them from WA have got onto you and, you know, and I'm, I'm just not big on, um, I don't force things. Mm. I do believe that it comes. Um, but I think it comes so much better when we just rest and relax and allow it to flow. Yeah. That's key. You know, rather than pulling and pushing and searching, I'm saying still work at it. Still get up every day and do a little bit of quiet, mindful meditation, just something small, whether it be five minutes while you're on the loo. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm a worker. You want this, you've got to work for it, you know. Connect with breath for just ten breaths. It doesn't take much. But if you start down that path, 
from my experience is things will start to open and develop for you. Yeah. There's a few really amazing things there that you were just talking about. And it reminded me of, uh, we interviewed uh, a publisher that I'm publishing through um, and he was sort of talking about, you know, like this whole nothing is impossible kind of theory. And it was like, if you want to write a book, you know, write, um, I think it was something like, you know, a couple of pages a day. He had sort of an, mm. an estimate. They'd sort of figured it out, yeah. you know, 52 weeks in a year, da, da, da. They had an estimate. So it's like, if you write two pages a day, that'll get your book done in a year, for example. So it's like, yeah. it's just doing a little bit each day, which is kind of what you're each talking day. about. And it makes it yeah. bite size. It makes it like, you know, if you're trying to lose weight and you go, well, I'm going to lose 50 kilos. Clearly that's yeah. a very big goal. So it's yeah. like, I'm going to try and lose a kilo a week or I want to lose, you know, yeah. five kilos or 10 kilos or something. It has yeah. to be doable. It has to be like, it has to be achievable in your mind in a way, that's right. you know, yeah. so that I'm not going to sort of chicken out and not do it at all because yeah. otherwise that's what we do. Yeah. We put it on the back burner. And it really, what you said mm. is about taking action. So it's like, I write two pages a day. If I miss that two pages, I, I pick it up on the next day. But it's like, it's just about doing it because as soon as you start yeah. you know, using that, um, you know, let's say uh, if you're trying to get more spiritual stuff happening, uh, right brain, you know, um, yeah. do a lot of coloring, drawing, artwork, music, you know, all yeah. of those things, especially music. I mean, playing guitar uses both sides. So it's sort of balancing. Yeah. Yeah. And I did want to talk yeah. to you about um, sound as well, because I know you're getting into, you know, the sound and the drum and yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. Because that, you know, for me, I always talk about music with people because when we're so in the head, logical, stress, worry, stuff like that, often people have an ability with either music or art or something creative. Mm. It's just that they're not, doing, yeah. they're not doing it. So it's like, yeah. you know, what, what sort of role does the sound and the, you know, that sort of thing, I guess, playing your yoga, um, you're planning on doing sound healings outside of that. What's the sound journey for you? Well, the sound for me, I think, you know, I've always been into music. Um, my, and my dad at a very young age, my dad was actually a DJ. So I've had music around me all the time. So music's always resonated with me. But when I actually did the sound healing and you learn a lot more about resonance, mm -hmm. um, you know, you would have seen the pictures where they play music and it's in water and ice yes. and how the water and ice creates these different flowers and things. Beautiful. We have to think that our body... Um, you know, it contains an awful lot of water. So when we're, we're playing these vibrations or frequencies, you know, it is um, changing really. It is um, stimulating the fluid that we have within our body. But probably more, not more than that, because that's probably as, as intense as you can get. But on the mm. flip side of that, you know, it's like if you hear music that you you know, um, one of your favourite songs or your mum and dad's favourite songs when you were growing up and it yeah. just brings back those memories, those anchors, you know, so the anchors are just lovely. Um, so that's what music does for me and, um, you know, and just getting in your own space. It can just be that anchor to sing along in your own head or just move the body, dance a little or sing out loud or, Love. You know, um, and everyone has access to music. I mean, you can get free Spotify and there's so many wonderful songs and, and that on there. Mm. Uh, but music plays a big part in my yoga because it sets the environment, it sets the same. Yeah. So when people walk in, they get a beautiful, you know, it feels nice to them. Um, 
you know, and you have to sort of be careful too because what I love, a um, bit of African-American going on, you know, so I like the real drumming Tribal and, and stuff like that. So you have to sort of be a little careful on because that might not be everybody's cup of tea, mm-hmm. but you sort of find that in between. But when it's just me, then I really arc that music up and that just mm-hmm. makes me feel alive. So I think once again that links back to that honouring your unique path. Yeah. You know, what What makes you feel good, you know, and whether that's related to this life, the past life, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's just like if that if that brings you alive and that makes you feel happy and joy, then that's got to be worth it. Mm, completely. But you also, know? Kim, the music is, um, you know, it's all about that vibration and, you know, there's amazing stories, I think, about people using vibration to heal their bodies. And, yes, you know, yes singing bowl thing last night where she plays the bowls kind of over you, you know, over your heart, your yeah. plexus and all of that. And it's just the vibration, you know, the way that it gets yeah. in there. And I just think, golly, you know, these, these things work and it's all about, you know, I guess we're all atoms. We're all sort of vibrating around and it's like, you know, the singing yeah. bowl or the drum, you know, the drum connects to the heart a lot, you know, for me. And it's like, yeah. you know, all of this uh, vibration, you know, it's, it's shifting blockages. You know, I feel like it's shifting. Yeah. Yeah. stuff, yeah. You know? whether it's yeah. encouraging yeah. you to get rid of, you know, the job that you're doing or whatever. I feel like people are going to have big transformations with, with sound, you know, using sound. sound. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. They're all beautiful. And I'm, you know, and I've, I've spent a lot of money on the music, mm. on the sound. Um, mine's more group sound therapy. So I don't do individual, um, but it brings everyone into resonance and you That's can it. feel it because as soon as you offer another class, they're there. Yeah. You know, so, um, and then I've actually, I do that two different ways. So also bring it in with mindful movement. So we just move the body and just move any sort of stuck energy or any tightness. And mm. then we will then rest into sound. So, um, and these are the sorts of things that I'm hoping one, you know, eventually to sort of be able to offer online. The sound mm-hmm. possibly doesn't sound as great, but I think the, if the intention's there, then it then it's very doable. Yeah. Or we invent um, something that actually picks up the sound properly. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, it yeah, does cut in and out know, a lot. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, it's just all, you know, things that can be done in the future and, Yeah. So moving forward, I mean, if you have a look forward, you know, down the track, what's your vision for yourself? Do you have um, particular things that you're working towards in terms of particular goals, you know, dreams? Is there anything, you know, you sort of see for yourself looking ahead with your crystal ball? Look, not not particularly, and it's probably the first time I never have. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always been sort of quiet, know where I'm heading. I'm just actually really enjoying the journey at the moment. Yeah. What comes up for me a lot is that I'm a teacher. Yeah. So I feel that, yes, you know, getting people in the room is one thing, but I feel like there could there is this possibility that I will teach teachers. Wow. Yeah, there's wow. something around master teacher or teacher. And as I say, I'm not too worried. I'll just let it happen. But. If I was ever approached by anybody, I feel like if I vision anything, it's always quite a big group. Mm-hmm. So it's never one-on-one. It's more a group type yeah. situation. So, um, 
Yeah, and, you know, I mean, yes, you can put the work in, yes, you can do the study, but at the end of the day, you know, I think we're all put on the earth to do what we need to do. So, you know, I like, although it's me, it's not all me, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. I have people uh, out in the universe helping me here. So um, I kind of just follow their lead and if, you know, they present something and it feels good, I use my gut. If it feels good, I do it. Um, you know, so I'm just always saying, you know, just take me where I need to be and basically back me while I'm there, which they've never not done yet. So, um, yeah, I I tend to just, at this point in my life, I do. When I was younger, I always had to have goals and we had kids and things that were going, you know, that needed more attention. But now I'm at a stage where I can just sort of flow a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So in terms of, um, you know, the why, because we talked about that, you know, people trying to figure it out and a lot of people struggle with that. We've talked about yeah. mindfulness. We've talked about movement meditation, you know, um, I guess diet's a big one too. You know, that's something that I talk to yeah. a lot of people about what you're eating. Um, crystals, yeah. you know, there's so many different things, I guess, that we can sort of, um, you know, bring it back to, but um, also the inner child. And I don't know if this comes into the yoga, but that just, you know, popped into my head. It's like, Sometimes yep. it helps to go back in time and sort of think, what was I, what was I doing then? What mm. was I talking about? What mm. did I want to do? And I really feel like the inner child is, um, you know, something pretty important, you know, to figuring out yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And I know that I was definitely be a nature's child. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my best work is done in nature or I have to be in nature each day. So I do run a yoga class down by the beach hey. as well. Wow. Yeah. And then I try and have it at the studio. So it's quite intimate the way I teach, I guess. It's very, I like that really safe, intimate space. But then on a Saturday morning, we'll sort of bring the blinds up. And that also overlooks the ocean. So open everything up, allow that breeze to come in. Um, so no, I could never work in an office twenty four seven. Like I have to have to be in nature. And then as some of my meditations will obviously be in nature because we will be doing walking meditations and nature meditations and things like that. So definitely the inner child. Like we definitely yeah. don't need to let that person out to play. That's here because yeah. they just have so much more fun than us adults. <laughs> oh gosh, a hundred percent. And it's funny how you yeah. forget that they're there. You're just like, oh, I'm an adult now. I'm a grown up, but they're still I know. there. You know, it's yeah, so yeah, so yeah, amazing. yeah. And when you call yeah, them a cheeky, friend, it's very powerful. Yeah, when you do, yeah, like, yeah. Call them in, see how old they are, give them a little cuddle, whatever you need to do. Um, there's something yeah. um, really beautiful about that, and um, very healing. You know, they're being yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah and same too with the higher self I do a lot of work there yes you know yeah. the higher self because um you know even when things seem really bad if we can connect into the higher self and what they would be doing or what they you know interpret um our future to be you know it just it just makes it a little softer a little less tough because there are going to be tough times you know human life is sometimes very tough yeah um so yeah it's about finding the time to rest and reset when you can but also always checking in and looking forward to what you know those those simple little things that might help yeah i love that kim yeah Um, that's been so insightful i just um you know there's so much that's come out there that, you know, I never know when I sit down and talk to someone what's going to come out. And I just think, you know, there's so many 
great little sayings that you have. And certainly being a yoga instructor, you know, that's awesome because that's what you're doing all the time. People are listening to you. You yeah. are a teacher 24 yeah. seven. So it's like people are always listening. Yeah. So the way that you communicate, the way that you express yourself is wonderful. And um, you do have so many little, you know, gold, little pieces of gold, what I call gold. It's like, yes, that's gold. That's gold. That's gold. Yeah. As soon as we sort of, we can, we can grab. It's got substance to it. It's meaty. Yeah, that's, that's good. I, that's Can you tell my I, kids that? Because they go, oh, oh mom, shut well. up. <laughs> yes, that's the thing. That's the thing. Your own children mom, are different, mom, Kim. Your own children are different. It's funny. Um, anyway, yeah. thank you so much. That's been, um, yeah. You're really welcome. Wonderful. It was a pleasure. And all of Kim's uh, info, um, so websites, you know, anything else that you need us to have, um, we will have those in the show notes. So for the listener at home um, who's listening to this, um, you're able to get in touch with uh, Kim. There is stuff that we can do online, um, as we were saying before as well. So, yeah, um, yeah if you want to meet, talk to, communicate, um, all the contact info will be in the show notes, Kim. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Amazing. Good job. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay, so that was my conversation with Kim Coulthard. Pretty amazing, hey? Yeah, she's really insightful, speaks so well. And some of the things that I guess I got out of that chat were um, listening to the head, not the gut. That was probably one of the biggest focuses, I think, during our conversation. Um, looking within, you know, doing a bit of inner reflection now. Uh, COVID certainly gave us an opportunity to do that, putting us a little bit closer to family and friends, especially during lockdowns. And, um, you know, really having that sort of, anchor you know the yoga anchoring us to that mat um really calming the emotions and uh her story is incredible isn't it she was very very unwell diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and basically healed herself isn't it amazing what you can learn from different people and um the different things that you can achieve so all of kim's information will be in our show notes if you want to find out more about her a uh, very interesting lady based in western australia so does yoga face to face over there but you can certainly um, probably touch base with her over Facebook if you wanted to have a chat and uh, find out a little bit more about what she does. So coming up on the next episode after this, we'll be talking about allowing the flow. So getting into the flow, which actually flows in pretty well from what we just spoke about uh, to Kim with uh, yoga and uh, getting on the mat and all of those things. So getting into the flow, the rhythm of life, not fighting it, not trying to swim upstream. So Becca and I'll be back next week talking about that. Have a great week. Bye.